And here we go again. It is the official Red Packs Boys podcast. My name is Ben McClellan. Beside me is Cam Miller. And this weekend, this weekend, we're lucky to be joined by one of our Red Patch Boys members team. Um, I would say executive. Pretty big role you've got there, Sonia. Uh, <laughs> Sonia Ferguson, thank, thank you for joining us, Sonia. I was just waving, but then I realized that people can't hear me when I'm saying that. So hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's... We can see you. Yes, we, <laughs> we appreciate it. Can. Um, we really appreciate taking the time to join us uh, for this episode as we've kind of been um, talking a little bit about how things work with the group for these first few episodes. Obviously, a lot of our listener base is pretty familiar with it, but then we know uh, a good portion of it isn't as familiar with it. So we certainly want to try and get you in here and kind of maybe explain some of the ins and outs of, of membership and the things that go into your side of it, the things that you see um, signing members up. So before we, me and Cam kind of start to skewer you here with questions, is there anything you want to just start off with? Uh, No, I I really, I've, you guys just go ahead and ask me the questions. I think it'll probably be a bit better because that way at least we'll be leading, you know, you'll lead me in the right direction. I, I, yeah. Otherwise For there'll sure. be a lot of ums and ahs. Well, we'll start a really easy question. Oh God. What's your board name? Oh, I am Red Sonia. I know it's shocking, Red Sonia. but yeah, I am Red Sonia. Now, when you, when, when did you join Red Patch Boys? What is your origin story? Oh my God. Um, I actually didn't join uh, until 2012. Uh, I think we, that was the first year that we became official members. We kind of like were hanging around Joe's for a few years before that. And we, I don't know if you guys remember in the early years, there was all the, uh, um, the TFC pub crawl. Yeah. Yep. The pub crawls. Yeah. So, you know, we went to a lot of those early on, like probably way too many than I should admit to. Um, and, uh, you know, so we kind of got exposed to a few of the different like, supporter groups that way. Um, we don't live in the city of Toronto. Like we, we live out in Oakville. So, um, you know, so when we could get to a game beforehand, it was, uh, when we could get to a game, uh, early enough to go to a pub, we would go to Joe's because that was kind of the easier one for us. We'd park at Lamport and then go, but we kind of got exposed to all the different groups. And, and it was actually Moira that we uh, started talking to at one of the pub crawls and, and Simon and, you know, all the older crowd there. And, and we just finally figured out, you know, this is the group we really want to join. Um, we, but we were kind of in the wings for a couple of years and then, uh, and then we stuck on. And so like this whole membership thing just became really because of that. Uh, I, we just, you know, Moira was the one, Moira and Nancy were the ones that I kind of knew at the beginning. And, and we just kind of started sitting at their table and next thing I know, we're, we're helping out and (laughs) like, it really wasn't designed that way. (laughs) Um, for sure. But, but yeah, um, but yeah, we just kind of joined in 2012, I think it was. Yeah, that's awesome. So now Moira kind of lured you to the the red side. Sucked me and, in. And, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> was it right into membership right away? Were you kind of like, oh, I want to help you, Moira, because you brought me in, or were you suckered into helping more down the road? 
Well, with membership, it's always, it's definitely busier at the beginning of the year. And so we would be sitting at the table, you know, trying to, you know, eat and drink before the game. And, and, you know, every once in a while there's, you know, you could sit there for some days and you don't have anybody come up to you, but then there's some days where there's 10 people lined up trying to all sign up at the same time. Um, you know, obviously now we're a heck of a lot more digital, digitally inclined, uh, cause everything's do, being done through EMTs, but you know, on those early season game days, uh, you know, you could easily have 20 people trying to hand you money. And we try always to, you know, write the name and take the email address and the phone number and, you know, do the receipt. So that takes time. So it just kind of started off that we just started helping, um, you know, at that point coach was overseeing it and, but Moira would up more, most people kind of gravitated to Moira. And so we just started, you know, a pen got shoved in my face and I just started writing like <laughs> wasn't, you know, <laughs> I don't know how that worked out, but I'm still here. Oh, was it a lot of uh, bar napkins just writing those names down? Yeah. And, 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 you know, for me, because even though I'm red Sonia on the board and I, I think if you look at it, I, I got signed on early on, but it was totally like John that signed me up. And I don't think I went on the board until probably about 20, you know, 17. So at that point, all these people are like throwing names at me, all these board names. And I'm like, I have what, what, you know, what is it? <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> um, so I, I didn't know, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't know the, the, like even the references to people's board names. So it was kind of a lot of confusion for me at the beginning, but, uh, but now I'm a little easier with it since I'm the one that's recording most of it. Yeah, I've certainly I've certainly noticed in in all the time that I've spent at Joe's. Obviously, you're you're one of the first people you see uh, as soon as you'd walk through that door. Um, just explain. I mean, you, you you mentioned your origin story and um, how has kind of your you being almost the first connection to people that walk through Joe's. How's that kind of um, what's that meant to you? It's, it's been, um, well, I don't know that I'm one of the first, <laughs> um, I would say more is probably there a lot earlier than I am, but, uh, um, but I, I love it. Like, that's the part of things that I love. Like, I'm never going to be the person that's, uh, um, jumping and, and singing at the top of my, you know, lungs in 114. We actually don't even sit in 114, um, with the exception of the away games, because I do love my playoff away games, but, um, you know, I just figure it's one way that I can help support the team that I, you know, love and are somewhat obsessed with at certain times. Uh, but I love being able to like talk to people, especially being part of the membership um, team. And, you know, one of the things we do is, you know, vet new people as they're coming in. So, um, you know, try to, you know, talk to them and find out why they want to get involved. And, you know, some people are just like, Hey, I've been coming here for years. And I think it's time that I finally put my money where my mouth is, but some people are actually coming in with a lot of passion and things that they want to, they feel that they can engage and help. And so it's nice to kind of just get behind it and see why, what, what people's origin stories is. Do you, has anyone as a member, and you can keep their name secret. You don't have to put them on blast here. Has any member stood out to you that someone was like, wow, this person's exuding passion or they're a really interesting character. Was there one sort of unique story you might have as part of the membership team? Oh God. Um, uh, um, yeah, I won't, I won't say names, uh, but yeah, there's been, 
there's been quite a few that that have gotten you can just tell like from the minute they kind of step in now i've only really been doing like the membership kind of vetting for a, a couple of years now so i you know there's probably only been like 30 maybe new members that have stepped in uh but there is definitely some you can see like you know uh, bannering is always the one that everybody wants to get involved with because that's the more popular. Whereas I'm like, yeah, I, I that was actually where I started. Actually, I have to admit, uh, I think I started with the bannering before even membership because we went out to some of the early bannering days. But um, yeah, everybody wants to get involved there. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't. I can't even think of a story. <laughs> I told you guys I'm going to be bad at this. Uh, <laughs> this is good. This is good. Day. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you mentioned you love your away days. I mean, I, I can vouch for Cam and myself and probably most of the group that I think we all love our good away trip. What's your favorite away trip and what made it so special? Oh, um, okay. Well, I'll have to say that I have some relatives who live in Montreal. Uh, Uh a lot of my family is in Montreal. (laughs) And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, a few of them at points, uh, you know, now there's a, you know, life has gotten in the way with a few of them, but, the, but some of them have actually had uh, season tickets. So um, we've had, I, I want to say one of my probably favorite away games was the Montreal game, but we weren't sitting with RPB. We, we um, with the away supporters even because my, cousin in Montreal had gotten together with, uh, you know, and so gotten a few more of them out. So it was, you know, John and I, and then a few of them, and they even brought some of their, you know, kids and stuff. And and one of them had a, um, one of my cousin's wives has a, an inn at the club uh, where somebody she used to know from years ago uh, manages the, well, they don't call them the boxes. They're called uh, anyways, the boxes. Uh, and she found out at the last minute, we were already sitting in our seats, but she found out that, that we would kind of get access to one of the boxes. And it just happened that it was the one, uh, that was pretty much right over the supporter section and TFC won that game. And every time TFC scored, uh, we were like, so you see us on TV because we're like, yeah, right over the, the i can't remember what they're called but the ultras there oh, right man. over the ultras but we're in the box right above them <laughs> so with all of my you know impact supporting cousins uh <laughs> so they were not pretty happy but uh so that's probably one of my favorite memories just because it's like it involves some of the family out there and i love we have a little banter going back and forth between us between the tfc fans in my family and the impact fans in theirs um but uh, the 2017 uh, playoff run was probably my favorite because we went to pretty much every game. And there was a couple where uh, for the New York trip, we literally, I went to work in the morning. I got on a two 30 flight out of um, Billy Bishop and went to the game, went to the hotel and was back at work the following morning. Cause I was on the six 30 flight out of <laughs> back into Billy Bishop the next morning. So, I mean, it, we, yeah, I, I try to always go to as many away games as we can. 
We're lucky. Any, any memory, any memory involving beating Montreal is a good memory. Oh, most oh, definitely. And we have so many of them. So <laughs> many. Yeah. many of them. Funny how that works. I think I'll have yeah, to send this funny. to my cousins. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'll I'll clip just that specific <laughs> two minutes or whatever for you to specifically send to them. That's yeah. No, certainly one of the things I probably miss most is is the away trips, and as you guys mentioned, those Montreal ones can get. Uh, can get dangerous at times yes you can look at that way however you want to um (laughs) as we as we kind of close things up and um obviously a weird time because we we can't go to pubs and um there's no matches to go to um as you look at this now we're in this virtual world what would you like what's your recommendation to any people that want to be a member or have been thinking about being a member even people that are currently members about just getting involved and um how to join the group stuff like that yeah it's definitely been a different year and and uh i i'm i'm actually i have to say like i'm really impressed with with the um you know the support that the that red patch boys has had I you know when we opened membership a, a month ago I really didn't expect it to be uh, that many people kind of as quickly uh, sending in their you know their membership fee because I mean as it as came up a few times like you know really the, the past year there hasn't been much to get involved with so it's it's so special and so important and just says a lot about our members to see that there's so many people that are coming out to support the cause um because we we do we hope one day that you know we're we're we're, we will be able to get back in the stands at some point in some fashion you know at least get together and by the by this year but um uh you know and i know that brad and peter have a whole bunch of or djqs and and bend it like geo (laughs) i should say i know they have a lot of uh ways this year i think last year kind of took us all by surprise like i you know, I don't know when they kind of shut everything off. I, I, I there was really no plan. And how long is this going to last? And, and uh, you know, how do we do this? How do we support our team? And, you know, this year, I think we're, unfortunately, we're all a little bit good at the pandemic uh, socializing now. So, um, so hopefully, you know, there are ways that we can still, um, and I know they have plans like to get everybody engaged on game days. And that's, I think the biggest part of it is just, that's what I miss the most is, is, you know, game days being at Joe's or being, you know, at Corks or wherever was going to be our new home Betty's, um, you know, ways to kind of get everybody together and, you know, and stay in touch. Cause I've missed our PP family. Like that's, you know, one of the disappointing parts of this year, I, I kind of got a little bit okay with the hermit lifestyle for the past year, but, you know, definitely game days are not the same. Like, it's just not the same to sit in front of your, your TV with a beer on game days. It's you miss your family. So get this woman a pub crawl. Come on. <laughs> I need a pub crawl. Really? The PFC needs to do those again. Like, you know, how much swag I got from those pub crawls. Oh, was a man. little bit. <laughs> I remember, I remember one of those pub crawls in Markham. They're at the Duchess in Markham and it was Stefan Fry and Danny Cooverman's were there. And at, at the time I was probably like 11 years old or something. <laughs> And then me and my dad went and it was just the upstairs of this small English style pub, like yep. a wet, random Wednesday school night. 
Yep. That was, it is great memories. I wish we could do that again. I know. I know. Those were the, back when they were trying to get everybody involved in the team, right? And, and get, get people engaged into the lifestyle. So, so yeah, I definitely miss those days. <laughs> yeah. And this is really what Ben and I want to do is get people engaged on this and, and mm. get people excited about talking about TFC and feeling a part of the Red Patch Boys community. So, as uh, Ben so uh, eloquently put it, an executive <laughs> member of our membership Ooh, team, Red Sonia. Uh, I think it's more just a, a default. <laughs> there was nobody else who wanted it. <laughs> well, what, what advice would you have for anyone who might be interested in joining? Is there uh, a sales pitch you would want to give them or any reason that why they should join uh, Red Patch Boys? Oh, um. Yeah. Okay. So my, my pitch, you know, I would say what, well, I'm not going to say it's my pitch, but what I kind of explain to people that do reach out uh, on the, on the, uh, on our email, whatever the membership email, um, you know, the, because I think a lot of you have, you have two different types of people. You have people who want to get involved and then you have the people who, who, who have been kind of watching in the wings for a while, but then they don't, um, they're kind of maybe a little bit hesitant about getting involved. They want to become a red patch member, red patch boy member, but they don't want to get that engaged. So, so I would say that, you know, with this group, and that's the thing about this group is that, um, you can be as much involved as you want to be, or as not involved as you want to be, you know, march, whether, even if it's just marching to the, to the, um, to like marching to the stadium uh those you know that's a way of supporting your team um but then if you are these creative people that you know can design shirts and and uh and hats and and banners and do stuff that i'm all that stuff that i can't do like you know then yeah get get involved because you know we need like we need as many members as we can to get involved um i don't know if i'm answering your question <laughs> You, you, I think I think that's are. perfect. Yeah. No, I think I think you did a perfect job there. Uh, Sonia, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. I know we just had that AGM. Uh, you certainly hit all that topics during the meeting as well, which is really uh, appreciative of everybody that was there. But I know all of our listeners will appreciate hearing that information here as well. Um, so we really appreciate you joining us and hopefully we can see you guys uh, or see you soon enough at one of those pubs or a pub crawl. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> well, thank you guys for no, so having me. Oh, Sonia, thank you so much. The one thing I will ask to to yeah. uh, bring an end to uh, our very special guest moment here, we've been kind of promoting it as much as we can for people listening who might not be members. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly using this as a, a recruiting uh, vehicle. Um, how do people become members? What's the, uh, oh. the elevator pitch on, on becoming one? Well, yeah, typically it would have been just, uh, uh, you know, finding us at the at the pub before the, the game, but since that's not happening at the moment, um, we have officially opened up membership for the year. Um, it, it, tonight there will be, I will be sending out the, the email on the forum, uh, to anybody who's not a member. Um, but we do have, um, uh, an email address that I, that is membership at voice in the stands.ca. And I really hope I didn't screw that up. You nailed uh, it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you nail it. We've been we've okay. been doing the exact same drill for the last couple okay, of weeks. Okay, good. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't email it. I just send emails from it. Uh, so yeah. So reach out. Just say you know you want to you want to join. And uh, I'm not going to say I'm on there every day, but now that we've opened up membership, it's it, I'll usually respond back within a few hours, and uh, we'll get you signed in, and they can you know they can ask questions. Um, they can get, you know, like I, I can give them some information that way and yeah, we'll just go from there. Easy as that membership as that. at voice in the stands.ca. Uh, Sonia, thank you again for taking the time to join us. And we, we really hope that we can see you in person soon enough. Yes, I know you guys too. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. That's Sonia Ferguson. Oh, pleasure. Yeah. That's Sonia Ferguson. Uh, I would say head of, red patch boys no, no. You're, you're shaking your head at I'm that shaking my <laughs> member <laughs> member of the red patch boys membership team uh thank you so much sonia you're welcome <laughs> thanks guys bye and thank you again sonia ferguson red patch boys membership team member that's a mouthful i don't know if i'll ever get used to saying that but uh, thank you so much for that insightful conversation. Uh, it's just me and Cam now, unfortunately, for you guys. Uh, we'll start with uh, some things in the Red Patch Boys circle, as that's what we're supposed to be touching on. Um, we had our annual general meeting earlier this afternoon, and uh, obviously a lot of topics that we discussed. Cam, what were a couple things that you thought were were very important or uh kind of caught your eye the most um what caught my the most was everyone's it was fantastic to see some people whether it's our our, our former president uh physic good to see him haven't seen him in a while um pete or or fort york redcoat on the forums i haven't seen him in donkey's years and he just um mentioned in on the the podcast thread so it was fantastic to see those individuals and even uh Fonzie uh, was waving at me as I signed off. So uh, that was great just to see people's faces. Really good to hear people's engagement and excitement around uh, what's going on, the inner workings. There was a lot of questions about membership fees, uh, you know, where we're at as a group in terms of finances. And um, there was a lot of discussion around general admission into uh, the sections. And I, I think the entire AGM would have been a lot more fun in person, maybe with a few pints, because it did get bogged down in the middle there, uh, addressing a ton of questions. So big kudos to DJ Coos and Bennett Lake Geo, our president and VP, for managing all those questions, and as well as um, uh, Tom, our, our treasurer, for joining in and, and giving his two cents where required. So yeah, I think the big thing for me and the big takeaway is um, people are focused on the membership and, and, and spending on it. So the, they want to participate and how we go about spending it. And uh, I think it goes back to our topic over the past few episodes is, you know, how do we support as a group virtually uh, separated from the team? So lots to uh, review in the coming year. Certainly. And obviously a big topic of conversation, just because we're, we know we're not going to be starting this season in person. We know that much. And uh, we're optimistic that we'll be able to see each other a little bit towards the end of the season, but we don't know that until that happens. So certainly a big topic of conversation. And I thought uh, a couple of the interesting things that, that really came out 
were the the process of and I thought it was a really heavy topic of conversation uh, as for the meeting as a whole um, kind of uniting the entire South End. I thought really came uh, to the forefront for me. And I know that was one of our questions uh, asked from us by by our friend Nick, um, Nick DiClemente. Um, so what what do you think about that? For someone who has a good relationship with Ellie of um, Inebriati and someone who's always wanted to see uh, a unified South End, I see it as a unified South End where we're all working towards the same goal, but we remain our individual identities. I'm Red Patch Boy. I'm not a King of the North. <clears throat> I'm not Inebriati. I'm not Trevor Nathan. I'm not you, Sector. So original one seven. I'm not those individuals. I don't know them well enough, and I don't hang out with them uh, unless it's an away day. And then I think what you see really well in away days is that intermingling, that 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 coagulation of groups where we're all coming together. You know, someone pose and all jump in because we should know all the same song. We're all going to have our individuals, um, but I, you really get to see what a unified South End is like on those away days. So. I think it's getting everyone on board on what a United South End means. It's not an amalgamated group. It's not one group. It's not all Red Patch Boys. It's not all Kings of the North. We're not going to do that. What it should be is we're all on the same page of here's what we want to achieve during match day. Here's what we want to achieve as a, a, a supporting group. And then, you know, beyond that, we can all do our own endeavors within our groups and within our sections. I love breaking off and doing our own chants for a portion of the game, having our traditions, I think is really important and creating new traditions is a big thing that I want to do. And then coming together and, 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 and having a unified voice where it's more impactful for the 11 players on the pitch. And that's what you need to do. You need to have synced up capos. You need to have everyone coming together and, and being that one voice. So that's my two cents. I'm rambled there, but you know, take from what you will. I, I think that's the, the end goal is being unified in voice, but identified as our separate entities. No, I, I think that's, that's perfectly said. It's obviously it's powerful when you have the entire South end um, together in that sense. And you have people that are there to connect the groups together, of course. Uh, but you also need to remember, it's quite difficult to have, you know, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 people all on that end, all on the same track, right? So I think right now it we have it powerful, but at the same time, you need to let each group have their specific identities because each group is unique in their own way, right? They each bring something different to BMO Field, to the game environment. So it's important that they keep that. Um, what else from the meeting today stood out for you or thought was important? Um. Little things uh, for me was the the ability for our members to uh, bring value to the group, whether it's uh, some guy named Dylan, um, my good friend, but also someone who has you know put up his hand to help you know set up Betty's for our our, our last meeting last year or setting up the Zoom for everyone. Um, he, he he all that is done out of the of his heart and his genuinely together. Um, and I know there were words on the. I guess the AGM about, you know, lackluster performances in the stands from, from the, the, the fans. And I say, guys, it's on us. You know, we, we've got to be the ones who work hard and, and drive it forward. If you think, you know, the cheering isn't as loud as it should be, how are you helping it? 
are you saying, well, I'll capo, I'll give Fizik a break. I cannot wait to get up there and bring the energy I want to see in the, in the space. Or are you trying to connect the first five rows to the back 10 rows? Are, like, that's what I'm asking people point the finger and, and say, you know, we, we could do this better, but then we need people uh, in this group to take ownership of that. We're all volunteers. We're all doing this out of the kindness and passion of our heart. And, you know, talking to Sonia, you know, you have these people who, who join in and want to do things, whether it's TIFOs, whether it's uh, big sessions, just put your hand up, be outspoken, be involved, and we're all going to benefit. Um, and so seeing people do that still um, is, is a really big benefit for me. And I, and I really appreciated seeing it. Um, and the idea of um, DJ Coos doing little prizes. That was really nice. Uh, you, you, you remember why you're a part of this when you get these unique experiences, whether they're signed images of players, uh, signed boots. Uh, who, who, whose boots were they? I missed that. Actually, Adrian Sirius boots. Oh, fantastic. yeah. Like, Canadian, these, these are really Canadian national teams. team legend, I would say. Yeah, played with us for quite some time as well um yeah very cool to see that and you know i'll i'll be a bit disappointed i'm not ended up with that achara autograph picture behind me but you know i'll move on it is what it is um i know what to get you for christmas ben <laughs> that's a big ask um <laughs> going uh from that uh you're right it's you mentioned the the part about um you know, sometimes the fan performance uh, on our end being a bit lackluster. And, and that's the thing. It's tough to, you can't, it's hard to point or, or call anybody to be responsible for this um, because everybody's doing this out of the goodness of their heart. It's just something that they do as a hobby. They put, they put a lot of time into it. So, so to say a hobby would be, would m- definitely probably be an understatement because it's much more it's than a part-time that. job yeah, exactly job. it really is a part-time job you're right so it's it's so tough to to blame anybody and that's that's definitely not we what we ever look to do um but you're right it, it does fall onto us as individuals in the group no matter who you are um that's just one tiny aspect of of everything that this group does though and it was it was certainly nice to hear what all those plans are for the season and um hope we're optimistic that we can get uh maybe some banners out to the team in florida which i would certainly love to do i know there was the idea of having um we're talking before the match on Wednesday night about having supporters uh, do the player introductions in Orlando, which is something that I think is wicked because how great would it be to completely screw people's minds when you put me up on there introducing Jacob Schaffelberg. (laughs) Hey, what the hell is he doing on the pitch as well? I would, I'd pay money to see that. Yeah, no, 100%. That's something I could get behind for sure. Um, we'll move into some TFC talk now. Uh, hopefully by now you've been able to listen to our match recap episode from Wednesday night following the 1-1 draw with Leon. We won't talk about that match specifically too, too much because we have that episode. Make sure you check that out if you haven't yet. Um, so let's preview this coming Wednesday. Uh, we did a little bit of that in the previous episode, but we've still got that match coming up. We might as well talk about that now. Um, Still haven't heard too, too much regarding rosters, um, what's happening. We know a little bit about the injury front for a couple guys that did play past Wednesday. What's, uh, what are you taking away from 
what we've heard the last couple of days between Wednesday night and now in, in what you're looking at for this coming Wednesday? Um, we got to get that uh, podcast up really quick. And kudos to you for doing that same night. Uh, well done, sir. Hey, you um, have to. You have to. <laughs> uh, looking back at some of the articles that came out and read it, there was quite a bit of positivity uh, from everyone about how they played. And maybe we were too harsh on them. I don't know. But uh, I was certainly nervous about how that, that game unfolded. It is job done, as I said. But looking at Wednesday's game, quote unquote, at home, it's not going to be the TFC that we know and love. It's going to be a team patched together with able bodies to, to field the team. It's going to be the opportunity to see and the young players come out and do what they can. Uh, but it's not going to, I think, be uh, Chris Armis's master plan. So whatever result we can get, it will be managed of a team really fighting through the early stages of preseason, getting fit, getting healthy, <clears throat> getting to know, you know, one another uh, for 90 minutes. So my expectations are uh, bleak, I'm sorry to hear that. If anyone's going to complain and moan as they drive to work or wherever you're headed right now. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, this team is going to come in and face a very good um, side that I believe won 2 1 on the weekend. They're going to be um, so pissed off too after that first leg. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but, you know, they, they're, they're not really fresh legged either. Yeah. So the no, good news is they've not. played a game where we've not. Our, our Miami game got canceled today. Um, in part, I think, due to the fact that we had everyone hurt. Well, I saw <laughs> the one report. Rest, but... Yeah, I saw the one report that Miami was double booked, but then I saw the other report where TFC just said, screw that. We can't we can't risk any more guys getting hurt on top of what we already have, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm going to go with the latter there. It's, it's more so, I think, TFC being smart and protecting the team. Uh, Josie went off with um, what looked to be a hamstring issue sounds like MRI scan we're going to talk about Altador so I'll leave that for now um but I think that was the smartest thing to do is rest let's get our our, our, our legs in the best possible position to go for another 90 minutes because uh, Leon will not give us an easy game it's gonna be hard fought I hope it's entertaining I really do I a really good chance for us not to Starts at striker will be a big point of contention for me. Um, Mullins, I just don't think is the right play. He's not going to be the right um, mobility and, and the right spark. So um, court to surprise the fans. Yeah, no, no question. And, and you're right with, with Altador going down, that creates a whole world of problems that we were hoping we could at least, push off for a couple weeks and not have to worry about after the first match of the season, right? We, we heard everything over the off season from Armis and, and Curtis and, and, and the entire Toronto FC front office and management saying that Altador is looking refreshed. He's looking fit, uh, ready to go. And then, you know, 65 minutes in and he's holding that hamstring again. Right. So certainly tough to see. And we'll, we'll talk about Josie Altador a little later as that was uh, a good, um, topic of debate with our question area. Um, so we'll definitely touch on that. Um, as far as this Wednesday comes, 
I think you're right in that we can expect a very young lineup. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt there. It's Gibby, kind of a ragtag, thrown together, looking starting at 11 again. A lot of young kids, a um, couple of reserves, I'd imagine. I'm hoping some of these guys that we didn't see in the lineup Wednesday night are maybe match fit or healthier, ready to go, so that we at least get one or two more bodies back in there for Wednesday. Uh, it's definitely going to be a flex seal type of night. They're just going to be tossing <laughs> duct tape on whatever they can and hope that we we, we stay stay together and don't completely fall apart. Um, I, hey, love, I would say this, yeah. though, Ben. It's, mm-hmm. We have the away goal. No, exactly. That's exactly it. And realistically, I don't want to go in and say just play for a nil-nil draw, but, you know, I'm not going to complain if we end up with a nil-nil draw bit of a dangerous game to be playing though uh especially after and i love this line from our friend dylan who we were just talking about a little earlier during the agm segment uh how he mentioned that leon's finishing was that of uh imperial stormtroopers from star wars their accuracy yeah. resembled yeah. that very much and uh I think for any Star Wars fan slash TFC fan who watched that Wednesday night, um, that Wednesday night clash, they could probably agree with that. Uh, certainly probably a bit lucky to end up with that one, one draw, but we're certainly not complaining there. Uh, big one Wednesday night against Leon. Uh, we're back in Florida, technically a home game for us. Uh, we've got the away goal. So just need to stay strong, get the job done there. Uh, and you can expect a match recap recording from us that night as soon as that one ends. Uh, we'll move towards our question segment. We've been taking questions. Ben, for the I last... will just. Oh, yeah, go for I it. I just want to let everyone know it's, it's 6 p.m. kickoff on Wednesday. So it's two hours earlier than the game in Mexico for anyone uh, wanting to tune in. So make sure you hop on one soccer to catch that game. Certainly. And that's good because I would have been waiting for an eight o'clock kickoff. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, So six o'clock, one soccer uh, TFC will be in Florida, taking it on club lay on with a one, one advantage. Uh, We're moved to our question segment. Now we've been taking questions for about the last 48 hours or so. Uh, A lot of questions coming in, which I love to see. Uh, So I hope we can kind of touch on all of them. I know for sure I kind of threw some of them together that were similar topics. So hopefully you get the recognition Uh, and always feel free to send us questions. We'll never be too overwhelmed with questions. Um, So we'll start with an easy one. And this will be certainly be a good one for both you and me, Cam. Um, Both a good friend of mine, Evan J. Prince on Instagram and our friend Matthew Renda ask, uh, what are our best TFC slash Red Patch Boys memories? Oh my goodness. Um, I, I've got to say the Toronto Montreal playoff game where was it Hagland who scored the header? Yeah, that one just started to rain. It, that one's got to so be up epic. there for everybody. There, it was just this energy in the crowd where we couldn't lose. You just felt it. Like the, we as fans were willing them to score. And, and you could almost feel like because they were fighting into the south end, we were all kind of sucking in to try and get the ball into the back of the net. Um, and there was probably more people in that section uh, than fire code would allow. 
And um, Nick, who, who asked the question earlier, my, my good friend and I, uh, like, I think we were in the fifth row and after the goal, we were in the first row because we just like were thrown across the, the basically crowd. Stands. Yeah. Oh, crowd surf. It was unbelievable. The, the absolute explosion of noise and passion and energy um, is right up there. Um, but I, I think going into the playoff game, I think it was against Philly where Josie scored for us. It was like our first, I think, career playoff goal. This going into the stadium, like walking into the steps of one twelve, I was so nervous. I, there was an electricity in the air, like playoff buddy, like this yeah, isn't the Canadian, this isn't the Amway Championships. This is like this is it. If we win mm-hmm. this, we, we go forward. If we lose this, we're we're toast. And you know, turning and talking to the different members about how they felt, and you had this crazy investment from from everyone into the game, and you just there's nothing else like it. It's electric. And that's that feeling you're right. you get when you're in that section. No, most definitely. That's, that's a good one. And I think that Montreal game is probably up there for everybody. I imagine that first home playoff games up there for everybody as well. Uh, for me personally, I had the pleasure of bringing the gentleman, one of the gentlemen that asked this question, Evan J Prince. I brought him to his first TFC game on his birthday. Uh, would have been two years ago. It was Pizuelo's first season with us, maybe three years ago, I guess. Pizuelo's first season with us, uh, it was a game in March, um, or sorry, April, pouring rain. We're playing Minnesota. Uh, we're wearing the parlay jerseys, and it's just cold. It's wet. It's rainy. It's miserable, and it was an absolute goal fest. TFC ended up winning 3-2. Uh, Pozuelo had a brace. It was, it was so much fun and being able to bring my buddy there for his first game was, was so much fun. So that's certainly up there for me. Um, another one was I brought my other housemate also named Evan to his first TFC game. It was a CONCACAF match against, uh, Tigris. It was the first leg at BMO where Osorio ended up winning it with a back heel. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> another one would be my, the, first game i brought my girlfriend to it was a game against new york city uh in may a couple seasons back uh, i believe we drew new york 1-1 and then the my favorite one would have to be i'm trying to remember the exact year i think it was 2013 tfc was was abysmal uh again mo- absolute monsoon weather game we're playing the columbus crew and andrew wiedemann scored a winner in like the 94th, 95th minute, takes his jersey off, just runs like everybody's soaked. I remember going to the bar after the game and I was wearing just a gray TFC t-shirt. It was black. By the time I got to the bar, it was so wet. So those are definitely a couple for me. Um, So those are great questions. I always love being able to reminisce about that type of stuff. Uh, We addressed... I will say this, uh, Ben, just before we, we move on from that section... Uh, most of mine, of course, were in the stadium, but for a more Red Patch Boys uh, specific um, was at Shoeless Joe's in the uh, Canadian Championships finals, uh, Toronto and Vancouver, where, uh, is it Johnson scored in injury time? Will Johnson, yeah, and broke his Will leg. Johnson, I was, I was sitting. <clears throat> Adds a whole new table. meaning of break a leg. Right, literally. Um, and I'm at the table, I think Physic was there. I think I think Tom was there, um, and uh, maybe Pete. But it doesn't matter. We're, we're sitting there having drinks and, and having some food, and you know, you're you're kind of at a loss at that point, right? We're gonna lose. And when he bangs that shot in, I 
from sitting, I jumped straight up, landing my feet on the table and was jumping up and down cheering. I don't, I don't think I've ever pulled off any feat of athleticism like that in my entire life. And I never will again, <laughs> but just going from, from, from defeat to victory so fast. And I just exploded. And at most bars, I probably would have been thrown out for jumping on the table, but at Joe's, I got brought a shot of Jack Daniels. So uh, you bless the souls of, of uh, shoeless Joe's and, and everyone there, but uh, watching games there was so much fun to get chants going and cheering. Um, it was one of my favorite memories of red patch boys. Yeah, that one's up there for me. And then another, uh, I guess, Red Patch Boys specific memory was a road trip I did with our friend Matt Renda, uh, Vice President Peter, and our other friend uh, Dan. We went to um, New Jersey to see the Red Bulls in our MLS Cup. The the season we ended up winning the MLS Cup, uh, the playoff run that year we went, uh, did. I remember Peter picked me up at my place in Markham at 4 a.m. And then we drove east to get Dan and Renda in, uh, I think it was Oshawa. And then from Oshawa, we went to the border at Kingston. And then we got to Kingston at probably about 9 a.m. And then went straight to New Jersey. Went to Carlo's Bakery, downed a bunch of cannolis, uh, went to the bar, went to the match, Immediately after the match, we're heading back home. They dropped me off my place in Hamilton, probably about 6 a.m. the next morning. Just absurd, but so much fun. And I would I would do anything to have those trips back again right now, for sure. Um, interesting one from Nikos on Facebook. Uh, a couple different topics in this question, so we'll try and touch on them as best as we can. Um, how do we... S- as a supporters group, uh, continue to try and grow soccer in Canada, uh, especially given the pandemic. Um, the whole wants us to touch on the one soccer, um, major Canadian sports media networks and coverage of soccer and TFC in Canada. And then will we end up like the Argos when it comes to media coverage and, and sports attention in Toronto? Um, yeah, this is a good, good question. It, it's asking a lot, and I'll, I'll try and address it uh, the best I can. For TFC to have its supportership grow and fan base grow, you do need the media around it to improve. It's uh, especially in Toronto, where there's you know so many going on between the the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Blue Jays, um, the Toronto Marlies, Toronto Wolfpack, um, Toronto FC, uh, then the Argos, I guess. Yeah, we'll throw them in there. Um, a lot of distraction, right? You, you, you pull your fan base in different directions. For us to help it grow, you need to support local football. You know, I don't think I see enough of those t-shirts in the stands where, you know, have you gone to a CPL game? Have you tried to see who the next crop of young Canadian talents are? Uh, take a trip to Steeltown, head out to Hamilton. Ben, you can speak to it. The, the games out there are, are quite good in terms of the, the quality, right? I was raised in an era where the Lynx were the preeminent football team in Canada. I played for their junior team, so they couldn't have been that good. <laughs> so it's, you, you just come on, man. Fact that we're, we're, if we're, I'm making the we're, lineup we're, in a CONCACAF game, then, you know. Give yourself some credit. 
well, we'll give myself a little credit there, but um, maybe because I was the only insane person who'd go in net. But um, the the thing about sports is you you have to build it from the grassroots up. And I, I've said this before on other episodes. We all kind of come from other places in Canada. We're kind of a mosaic where I'm English, my parents, and I support Liverpool. So that's what I'll always watch. But the amount of media coverage on Liverpool is insane. Got on the zone. I can watch on anything. Like it's the 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 opportunities to talk about it and consume it are endless. TFC is a bit more tough because there's just not enough people talking about it. So when we look at media sources, and you can probably speak to this, where your place of employment, um, in terms of what they decide on, it's going to be, you know, hockey heavy, baseball heavy, basketball heavy. Hell, curling gets more, I think, more coverage than than soccer does. So looking at one soccer. I think this is a great step forward to say, I, I'm a Canadian fan. I get this. I subscribe to it. It's going to cost you, but that's the, the, the you know, we're, we're that cost is minimal. trees whose shade we won't necessarily enjoy, right? Like we want to invest in this now so that it becomes a more popular thing. And if everyone's subscribed to it, guess what these bigger um, outlets have to do? They have to buy into it. So yeah. I think that's, that's my approach to it. Um, and the one thing I'll, I'll say before I, I let you uh, respond there, Ben, Will we turn into the Argos? Uh, no, no. Football is such a niche market and you, you, you're dominated by the NFL. I think there's more Buffalo Bills fans in Toronto than there are Argos fans. So what, what, you know, you're, just, you're fighting a losing battle there. Uh, TFC is a growing franchise. Our value has skyrocketed. Um, the, the league's value has skyrocketed. You see a constant growth and improvement in the overall health of the league. You see memberships in other u.s cities you know sell out massively nashville look at those right um you, you we're in a very healthy position and as tfc being a very i think soccer centric city and, and very cultural uh driven towards it i only see us growing from strength to strength so um are we obscure no if we're winning guess everyone's talking about us when we're in the mls cup it was all the city was a buzz for right so it's just that's Toronto's nature. They always love a winner, and that's what they're going to focus on. Just right now, you're you're competing against a very good Blue Jays team, a very good TFC t- or um, NHL team in the Leafs, and the Raptors are just coming down from their sort of best years ever. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think we're ever going to go the way of the Argos because that is, in my opinion, a very aging game, a very aging audience, and it's a lot easier to get into TFC. Yeah, and I'm I'm a big CFL fan, so I'll, I'll touch on that later as later on in that question um the first thing was the how we grow as a uh, help as a supporters group how we grow the game in canada i think we're doing a terrific job now in kind of the how we put ourselves out there as as a welcoming community and you see a lot of crossover with our supporters going to canadian national team matches in toronto and i think it's so important for people to fill the seats at those national team matches in Toronto because they are so, so, so affordable. I paid 10 bucks to see Canada play French Guyana in Nations League, and there were still maybe 5,000 people there. I'm like, I understand it's not, you know, you're still seeing Canada's A team because they're playing all their guys. Jonathan David played, Davies played, you know, the list goes on. Uh, I understand you're kind of playing a team. It's like, whatever. But who cares? Go out and support it. You're seeing Canada's best players there. Um, I'm a season ticket holder for Forge FC in Hamilton. So I love the product the CPL is putting out. It's so entertaining. It's the best uh, young Canadian players 
outside of the MLS. These guys are still trying to make the same jump as all the players in the MLS are all the young guys. So it's important to support those those players um, because they just want to have an avenue to play professional football in Canada, which is something they didn't have as recently as 15 years ago. Right. So I think it's so important that we, I understand, I don't like to use the whole put your money where your mouth is type mentality, but Canadian football right now is so affordable. It is such, it is in such an affordable spot that you can invest very little and it makes a big difference. From what I understand, I've got friends who just bought into York nine season tickets for those of you living in the GTA, York region, even Toronto. I think it's 150 bucks for season tickets for York nine. That's awesome value. You get to see terrific young Canadian players every weekend. So I would, I would definitely recommend that. Um, the one soccer and, and big media thing for me, it's Toronto FC. And I hate that this is the case, but it's it's just a fact. It's that tr- Toronto and, and Canada in general is always just going to be hockey markets. That's not going to change, right? You, you're, you're never going to get Toronto out of being a, a Toronto Maple Leafs market. It's not going to happen. Right. And you've got so many big professional sports teams from, you know, the, the big four leagues in North America outside of the NFL playing in Toronto. So they're going to get that coverage. It's only it's only natural. Um, but to see where Toronto FC has come since they've started is really impressive. It's great to see. And obviously kind of uh, one of the big media uh, players took a step back this year and in unfortunately letting go they're they're I would say probably the best personality in in Canadian soccer media right now in Christian Jack um but it's the the jump that one soccer is making and what one soccer is trying to do is terrific this company's only been around for two years two years and they've already picked up the rights to Liga MX games. They've picked up the rights to all of Lille's games in France because one of Canada's most promising players is playing there. I don't find me a bigger commitment to Canadian soccer than that. I don't know if you can. They made a jump. They, they've committed to CONCACAF League and CONCACAF Champions League games because you're going to have a CPL team in there. You're going to have a Canadian MLS team in there. I don't see a bigger commitment from any other news outlets or, or sports outlets to Canadian soccer. So I think it's so important. And then not to mention, they pick up every single Canadian Premier League match. So the I understand people don't want to have to pay for a new product, but what one soccer is putting on the table is very impressive. And I haven't seen another media outlet commit to Canadian soccer as much as they have in the last two years. So I understand the not wanting to pay or subscribe for another streaming service. I understand it, but the, the value in what you're paying for that 75 bucks for a one year subscription for a full year subscription is the, the content you're getting is next to not is, is awesome. Every Canadian premier league match, every CONCACAF league match, like it, it goes on. So that's important. And then, and then the Argos part, it's just simply put, no, never will be. I don't even think they ever have been behind the Argos in, in coverage. I think looking at it from a non-media perspective, the Argos struggle to sell half of the stadium that Toronto FC regularly sells out. So you already know that interest is there in terms of the physical butts and seats. 
as far as media goes, the CFL is a different product. And the issue with uh, football fans in Toronto and the CFL in Toronto is that they'd rather watch the NFL. And you've got the Bills two hours away. So that's their substitute for the CFL because you have the NFL so close in proximity. They'd rather watch that. Toronto, since the Blue Jays have come around in Toronto, the Argos have always been on a decline. So, and that's coming from a big CFL guy. I love the CFL. I'm not an Argos fan, but I love the CFL. So Toronto's ne- the Toronto FC is never going to be behind the Argos in terms of, of coverage there. And the last thing that I never mentioned is you meant you Cam, you mentioned it. The Argos in the sport of football being more of a niche market. You're right. The world, everybody on the globe can relate to soccer. That's not the case for that's not the case for football. So that's it. Simply put, Toronto FC is never going to be at the level or behind uh, the Argos. They will always be above the Argos in that aspect. Um, ben asks, and I swear to God, it's not me. I wouldn't do that. Um, asks about possible DPs um, for Toronto FC. We've we've talked about this quite a bit. I'm not even going to mention his name. You know exactly who I'm talking about, Cam. And everybody listening to this knows exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not well, saying his yeah, name. Yeah, we're not going to swear to God. We're I'm not, not going to bore them to death. Uh, smart. Way to play that one off. Um, <laughs> so I know one big one for that we touched on a little bit. Uh, haven't heard anything since was Hussein Balich from um, uh, LASK in the Austrian Bundesliga. Waking the Red put out a article, uh, I think it was about two weeks ago, about five possible transfer targets TFC could sign uh, as a designated player. And those guys were um, Paul Onunanacho. I definitely botched that. Uh, he's playing for Gank in Belgium, same spot as where uh, Alejandro Pozuelo came from. He is a 26-year-old striker. And hear me out here, Cam. We thought Noble Akello at six foot four was tall. This gentleman is six foot seven. Six foot that's seven. A, that's a big lad. That's, that's a very Peter big Crouch lad for you. Um, but what, what I yeah. love about this is is Ben is is a walking waking the red is a phenomenal uh, oh terrific piece of uh, information terrific. and resource of information for uh, Toronto FC news. So. If you're looking for more coverage on your team, please, please, please log in and join their community. Um, it's all free. It's wakingthered.com. Um, and I love I love these um, silly season guesses. Um, I, I think that would be an amazing pickup, uh, six foot five and striker. But I like they described them, they described six him as seven. Stretch Armstrong, Miroslav Klosa, because he's got the touch and he works in the six yard box. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of TFC's you know goals have have gone wanting uh, in in the the eighteen yard box. So uh, heck yeah, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. Only twenty six years old too. It sounds like he's got for a guy of that size. He's got a good bit of athleticism. Um, another one that. Uh, my dog Buster obviously doesn't approve of in the background, but I think would be pretty cool. Might be a bit ambitious is forward currently from Everton. He's 29 years old. It's Joshua King. Um, probably a name. A lot of people are familiar with. If you follow uh, English football, um, another one's Jonathan Rodriguez, 27 year old winger from Cruz Azul in Liga MX. 
Um, the fourth one was Harris Safarovich, a uh, 29-year-old playing for Benfica. And the fifth one was Gaetan Laborde, 26-year-old playing for Montpellier in France. Yeah, I, I think it's it's certainly silly season with some of those. Yeah. I would never imagine Joshua King coming over. I don't fun, know if it's the former Bournemouth ties it, with the yeah. Defoe ties. I didn't even think about that. Uh, I, I just I don't I don't I just don't think a player like that at no. that age is is looking to come over here. But hey, you never know. You never know what's enticing. What what the the upside is for for a player. Um, these are all quite interesting. I think any player who can apply his, his trade at Benfica would be a massive pickup. Um, I'm not sorry, skeptical of um, Liga, but I, I don't think it's going to be the same style of uh, of play. Uh, I think France is a pretty small country. The travel is really minimal. The MLS is quite a demanding travel season, so yeah, um, you, you're going to have to take someone's. Um, just from uh, I know from from just recent memory anyway, I know a couple guys who have come over from from those spots have have actually translated fairly well into MLS. I know if you remember a couple of years ago, we had Nicholas Benese with Toronto FC, who I thought was a pretty good pickup. I know uh, Sebastian Leger. I think yep. Sebastian Leger might have come over from France, if I remember correctly, playing with the Galaxy, and he's been decent. There's been a couple Westberg good did, players, right? Westberg came Westberg over from, came over from France. He? You're right. Yes, he did come over from yeah, France. Yeah. I completely forgot about our boy Q. So for sure, maybe I'm it, maybe I'm I'm talking out of my back end here uh, on know. that one. But again, hey, it is all, silly season. That's what we're here for. That's all we do is talk over back end. So I mean, it's okay. Yeah, we're, we're making <laughs> enough as we go. Um, but it is a great question, and I think there'll always be inquiries about DPs. So I'm happy to to approach the topic every every couple of months until something happens. But uh, it, it really is a shot in the dark as, as something comes out. We will uh, certainly see what uh, Ali Curtis uh, decides to do. No question. Um, Hello, Red Patch Boys member Martin asks, uh, what song would we like to see converted to a chant? This one takes a lot of thinking. I could only come up with one song, and I don't know how it would translate. Uh, I couldn't give you a mock chant right off the top of my head right now, but I think a hilarious song that we could incorporate would be Careless Whisper by George Michael. (laughs) Tell me you have some idea of how that would work. (laughs) It would just be the, it wouldn't even be the, uh, the verses. It would just be the chorus, just the repeat part. Basically. Yeah. I'm sure we could throw um, something in there, but I okay. don't know. I'm going to one up you. I'm going to one up you here and just say, if anyone can get a saxophone into section 112 and just play careless whisper, I think that should be our new tradition. All the places, all the places in like Texas and those markets that have like a really big Hispanic supporters base are able to get the trumpets in. I don't see so, why we yeah, can't get a saxophone. Uh, all, in. all my Red Patch Boy supporters and members, anyone out there, uh, I, I, it's a call to arms. It's a call to saxophones. If anyone yeah. has a saxophone and they and they want to be our sexy sax man or woman uh, and play Careless Whisper, I, I'm I'm thinking in the 69th minute. Oh. Ooh. I think that would be that would be the new tradition. Getting into the I Red Patch be, Boys I, I, podcast I, I, after dark here. 
<laughs> I I honestly think that would be a genius move. So yes, okay. I like the uh, the, the careless whisper. I'm gonna say for myself a song I would love uh, converted into a uh, supporter song would be um, uh, never gonna give you up. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. That wouldn't be fun. I, I too. think there's quick. Right? Everyone knows it. Everyone energy. gets it. And and the best part is if we score, we can like Rick Roll. Oh, 100 percent I mean, I'm tw- I'm only 23. I understand it, right? So I I think most of and you our... and you youth don't understand anything. So that's that's a fantastic much, yeah. you know, leg up on this. Why do you think I'm um, doing so yeah, this? I think <laughs> we as we've said numerous times, we don't know anything. Yeah. Um, yes, I think that would be my song. Never gonna I like give that. you up. I like that. That's fun. Hey, if if anybody has any other ideas, we'd love to hear it on the forums. Uh, we'd love to hear it in our Facebook group, on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear those ideas because I know in a time like right now where we're kind of starving for any type of creativity like that, something to reminisce about being in the stadium, games at BMO Field, uh, we'd love to hear chant suggestions. Give them to us if you have them. Uh, in our last question, send them, to here, the, uh, send them to the Red Patch Boys Instagram. I want to see these. I want people performing oh, yeah. them. One hundred percent. We want to see someone... videos. I think there's a, a rule in in supporter culture where if you're ever on a breakfast television show or like morning show uh, for a, a cup game or like the MLS Cup final, and they say, "Can you sing us one of your songs?" Don't. Yeah, don't don't ever, do it. Ever, ever do you can you can YouTube any of the videos where you've looked up like supporters clubs singing on TV, yeah. and it's 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 uh, the most cringe worthy thing on the planet. Yeah, it's not uh, good. highly entertaining for a third party, but oh my goodness, please try it's... to avoid getting on TV and singing. But if you're confident enough, um, send it to the Red Patch Boys Instagram. Send us you singing even what could be the next big song. Yeah, even send it to me or Cam personally. Trust me, we won't defame you. Um, and our last question here, and this one's a, a heated topic for sure. Um, we touched on it a little bit in our match recap episode. We, we kind of addressed it at the start of this episode, but we didn't go into much detail. We, we'll do that now. And drum roll, please, Cam. Uh, what do we do with Mr. Josie Altador? Uh, yeah. Josie Altador, you know he's going to be sore whore. Um, yeah. It's a tough one. It's someone we love and, and you cringe every time something happens to him. Uh, I remember when he threw up on the pitch and then turned around and scored a goal. That's, that's, yeah. that's the most pain I want to see Josie in is just uh, gastrointestinal discomfort before banging in a goal. Uh, but this hamstring injury is becoming not so much a problem as, as much as a regular occurrence. So now it's just, is, is his body at its limitation? I think we may have touched on this during our, our, our bonus episode. So what do we do with Altador is I think we've got to look at this being his last season. Um, only because we've got what, two years left in his contract. And if, if his, if his body is declining, which is only natural, the man goes out and puts his body on the line every game, you know, how long can he sustain that play? So if we're seeing, his body now reach its limits. I wouldn't see him being able to play more than five, six games next season. And so you got to either pay him down off that DP deal, like we did with Bradley and fill that role and allow him to 
I think ride out his TFC career in 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 good uh, in good faith. But if there is a team looking to pick him up, you might have to deal him and get your money's worth for the player. I don't know where he would go. I really don't. But I I know he's still eager to play, and that's more of an an adult conversation around club management. Uh, you did a great job of talking about the frustration with the front office for doubling down on his deal and not giving him the support I think you need and, and backup. So um, I think if, if, if you, you draw the line at this is his final year, you look to deal him and, and get your money's worth. Yeah. And it's, it's so tough to talk about because I love Josie Altidore. I know you love Josie Altidore. Most of the people listening to this probably love Josie Altidore. The guy's a legend for our club, right? He's he's an instrumental in excuse me, instrumental part of what we've been able to accomplish. This this kind of dynasty run, I'd say that we've had going. I know we only won the one MLS Cup, but we've been at the top of the league for a couple of years. Um, he's been so in, instrumental in that, and it's so hard to just write off a club legend. Um, but at the same time, we're at the point where it really is limiting us as a club because he's making so much money. He's on the designated player deal. He's still got two years left on his contract. This season that we're, I guess you could say we are currently in just about to start as well as next season. Um, and he just can't stay healthy. And I know we paid him originally to score goals. Right now we're paying him to sit at home and well, get healthy right let alone not even score goals but he can't even stay on the pitch so it's it's really tough it's really tough and it's hurting us as a club because we can't improve with that kind of weighing you down as an anchor almost it's so tough can we win without altador i say yes uh, i think so too I, I don't know you know you, you've got to give achara a chance to to replicate his form last year and have uh, a season Right. He got blown up with injury. Yeah, that's this. That's the issue, too. It's we can win without Altidore, but, you know, we saw the breakout season that um, Iowa Canola had. Right. He was incredible last season. And I'm I was sitting there at the start of the year and throughout the season where I'm like, OK, I'm right. I'm completely ready to move on from Josie Altador based on what Iowa Akinola is doing. But Akinola still got a little bit of that injury bug as well. Not to the same level that Altador has, at least I don't think, um, but still a little bit injury prone. Achara, we've seen brief glimpses of he only played in a couple matches before he tore his ACL uh but looked really good when looked really good yeah when when he was healthy so we certainly have guys that can replace Altidore it's just a matter of if they can stay healthy too right and just the fact that he's weighing down that DP spot too makes it so so difficult because just the way the MLS works with you being able to trade guys and the TAM money and all that noise you know, it's at the point where if you've got a team that'll take them in a trade, I take anything. I think you, I would trade them for, you know, next to nothing just to open up that designated player spot. Um, you know, I've and heard that people. Sounds, that sounds harsh. It, I know. It's not. It's not I know. meant to be. No, um, not at all. You know, you, you want, you want Josie to be himself. And as I said, again, last time, yeah, he, he can win those games with the big goals and he's just not, he's just not there. 
And so he, we're not, we're not getting Josie. We're getting someone who, who is, is going to be more of a liability. Um, and, and I, I hope he can get through this injury. Hopefully it's not bad, right? He went for MRI scans. We're going to hear back. Uh, the fact that we haven't heard anything yet is not promising, um, but he could go on to still have a great season. And, and, and I would take healthy Josie over any other striker in the league um, short of Martinez. <laughs> but um, you know, this is uh, one of those things where it's the next chapter and you, you want that to, to move forward in a positive manner that leaves the club in a better place to go play for another three seasons. Right. And, and if that is a trade, it's you, you hope you get some assets. It's not just freeing up the DP, but um, something that leaves you in a better place. Most definitely. Um, and that's the thing, like by no means do we want to sound harsh to, to Josie because of all he's done for this club. It's just at one point you like, it's, it's just that dilemma of wanting to respect your legends and what they've done for you, but also still trying to improve. Right. So you kind of hope that if, Josie really loved this club, which I think he does. He would do something for the best of this organization in terms of restructuring his contract or, or, you know, being open to a move, but we certainly don't want to, don't want to run Josie out of town. Um, but we do want to try and improve. And there was one thing that I forgot to get to earlier, so we'll do it now. It's not too long, but kind of fun. Um, Marcus Schmidt on the red patch boys, group asked us um, some season predictions. Who do we think uh, will have the most goals assist? Who do we think will have a breakout season? And uh, where do we think TFC will finish uh, in the, in the standings if we were to predict it right now? I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I, I can't stress this enough. I have no idea what's going to happen this season. Oh, I know. Um, I don't even know who's going to play. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, there's so many new elements here that, you know, for someone who prides his, his himself on, on, on being really close to TFC, um, <clears throat> I have no idea what's happening. Mm. So my, my guesstimations for leading goal scorer, um, I would have said Altador if he hadn't gotten hurt. So, um, assuming a, a healthy, Akinola, I will say um, Ayo Akinola uh, for the leading goal scorer for the team. Leading assists, I'm going to go with a little a little bit of a weird one uh, and, and say that weird one. I'll say Pizuelo. Come on. Who am I kidding? It's most likely Pizuelo. I want to say something different and weird, but it's where I go first. Yeah. Um, and then I guess breakout star. I want to. I want to see Noble Akello. He looked good for me. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, I I really like that Noble Akello shout. Um, goals for me, I say Pozuelo. Not really off the board by any means. Guys coming off an MVP season, I think with with Altador's situation and at least for the first month or two of the season, with it not looking like we're going to be bringing in any designated player, I think Pozuelo's going to be more playing more of like a false nine, almost resembling more of a striker than that usual cam spot he usually takes up. So I think he leads us in goals. Assists, I'm going off the board a little bit. And I'm going with our boy to man, Mark Delgado. Yes, you heard that correctly. Mark Delgado leads assists for this team this year. Wow. And breakout the breakout season is a tough one just because of 
the role that all of our young guys are going to play this year. Um, I really like your Noble Akello shout. I think that would be one of my candidates for sure, but I don't want to say the same thing as you. So I am going to say Jaquil Marshall Rudy. I think he lives up to the hype. We've got a lot of rumors about him gaining interest from some big European clubs. He's 16. I know. He's 16 years old. I know. Man. What a perfect time That's for wild. him to emerge. What a perfect time for him to emerge. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think so I think you're not you're not gonna pick the newest uh Salvador national player. El Salvadorian national Eric Zavaleta. I mean, hey, we'll see. I don't maybe maybe this pushes him over the edge. Hey, if if he gets called good, good on him for, for doing that. And I hope he represents El Salvador at the national level. Cause I mean, he's, he's come up the ranks. He's, he's worked his ass off. That's the one thing I don't give Eric Zavaleta credit for is that, you know, he's had some poor performances and I give him a lot of criticism. He works his ass off, which you have to respect. Um, he goes to work. He certainly goes to work every day, and you, you give him credit for that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I hope he represents El Salvador at the national level, uh, and, and be good for him. For sure, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I think JMR Jaquil Marshall Rudy gets. Uh, thought you'd throw your boy Schaffelberg in there after his performance last game. I thought you'd you'd for sure go. For the this is here. this is the dilemma here, Cam, because we're gonna have so many young guys playing this year right it it could be any one of them it's it's take your pick really right because you're gonna have preso you're gonna have nelson you're gonna have shaffelberg you're gonna have akello you're gonna have marshall rudy right the list goes on well i think uh the people have probably had enough of us for one week cam uh just before we depart uh we've got tfc versus leon on wednesday night six o'clock kickoff they are playing their home leg and i say home with quotations because they will be in florida uh one one at the moment we've got the away goal so tfc in a good position of power there um so be sure to check that out we will have a match recap episode immediately following that game uh and as always be sure to the red patch boys forums the red patch boys social media red patch boys facebook groups uh, and email membership at voiceinthestands.ca. Our lovely friend Sonia will help you out there with all your membership needs. Uh, Cam, anything from you? Just a big thank you again to Sonia for joining us. It was fantastic to hear from her. Uh, thank you for everyone involved in the AGM today. It was great to see everyone. Excited to kick the season off properly. Um, let's, let's bring the energy on Wednesday. Certainly. I wish we could be there, but, you know, we'll certainly bring that energy from home. Cam, thank you, as always, for another great episode. For myself, Ben McClellan, my good friend Cam Miller, this has been the official Red Patch Boys podcast. Enjoy the game Wednesday night and come on, you Reds. Yeah.